your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. I'm your host, Zeke Boyat, and on today's show, we're going to be discussing between Miko Koivu and Marion Gabrick, who I think is the best player in Wild history, as well as background on both players, their history of the team, and all that good stuff. So before we get into the show, I just want to remind you to subscribe to Lockdown Wild on your favorite podcast platform. We're available pretty much wherever you can get your podcast. So if you hit that subscribe button, you'll get the new show each day as it comes out. So you don't have to go looking for it. So be sure to hit subscribe button on the podcast there. So, and like I said, today we're going to be discussing both uh, Miko Koivu and Marion Gabrick and giving my thoughts on both players and, you know, kind of determining who I believe is the best player in franchise history out of the two. Because it seems like consensus, you know, thoughts among fans that these two are the best two players in franchise history so far or at least as of now. So it'll be interesting to get into that and kind of discuss what I think. But, you know, first off, in the first segment, we're going to be, you know, talking about Miku Koivu, who obviously, after a 15-year run with the franchise, uh, ended his tenure with the Wild uh, just a few weeks ago in free agency after leaving to sign a one-year deal with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And, you know, Koivu, he's had a very great career, long career at the Wild. Uh, you know, he was originally drafted sixth overall in the 2001 draft uh, by the Wild. And, you know, you might not think, hey, he's – probably not one of the absolute top best players in the draft at that point. But, I mean, you look back at the 2001 draft, you know, you got Ilya Kovalchuk, Jason Spezza, and then after those two guys at the top, it's, you know, kind of a shakeup. And he could very well is probably this, maybe the third best, third or fourth best player from that draft. So it was a good pick by the Wild. And, you know, just to run off some of the quick stats that he put up throughout his career at the Wild so far, he was first in games played with 1,028, uh, second in goals with 205, first with an assist with 504, First in points, 709. First in plus minus with a plus 70 in his career. Uh, you know, as everyone knows, he was the first, named the first permanent team captain in the history of the franchise in 2009 and held that position as team captain up until this past year when he left the team. And, uh, you know, in, in 59 playoff games, he also had 11 goals, 17 assists, 28 points. So obviously the stats tell themselves. Uh, Coy was a very decorated member of the Wilds franchise history and obviously one of the greatest of all time now. You know, they're, they're, he's always Koivu's always been a controversial player among fans for whatever reason. Uh, you know, maybe it's because of a lack of a superstar score or dynamic offensive talent on the team, or even number one center. That the fact that Koivu's relied on to be kind of that guy, even though he really wasn't, maybe kind of frustrated fans in a way, and kind of you know, in turn made them kind of dislike him, which you know I think is unfair. But you know, teach their own. I guess you can you can have whatever opinion you want on him, but there's there's no denying that how great of a player Koivu was at his prime. I mean, you know, again, people say, oh, you're not great. You're not a huge goal scorer. You're mediocre. But Koivu was a very good player. I mean, at, at his time, there's not, I don't have all the stats in front of you, but from what everyone who would know all these advanced metrics, all these defensive stats uh, has said, you know, on Twitter and in blogs and all that is that Koivu was one of the best defensive forwards the past 10 to 15 years. And, you know, rightfully so he probably should have won a selkie trophy for best defensive forward of the year in the nhl and you know if he'd played in a bigger market not in minnesota i think he very well would have because you know again he wasn't just a good defensive forward he was an elite defensive forward now his offensive skills obviously weren't elite but his defense and determination overall two-way play was absolutely top of the league and again like i said it's just unfortunate that he was never really recognized you know in awards or league-wide nationally for his 
talents. And, you know, it was really a very good career over a thousand games with the wild. So, you know, that's a little bit disappointing, but, you know, as for, you know, Koivu himself, other than the, just the pure stats and that, you know, he, obviously he was a very good leader. I mean, he was a team captain for 11 years, which is a long time to be captain of a team. Uh, you know, all articles that you've read in the recent months from Russo or other wild beat writers or just over his histories that uh, Koivu was a very intense and competitive player that he hated to lose. Uh, he hated to lose even a face-off. And, you know, there's been plenty of stories that have came out about him that have said, you know, he w- loses a face-off, you know, he gets even pissed off about that. Uh, he gets frustrated about that. So, you know, obviously he's a very competitive guy. I mean, you know, back to the face-off thing. I mean, I've even heard from, you know, Russo and other guys that, you know, a lot of refs thought him, he was one of the biggest supposed cheaters on face in the league, which I don't really know how you cheat on face-offs, but I think that just shows how purely competitive it is, how much he wants to succeed and how much he wants to win and contribute in a good way. So, like I said, very intense and very competitive player, always wanted to win, and overall just a great leader in my opinion. Now, there's a lot of, you know, typical controversy, you know, there always is when it comes to sports fans and on Twitter and on the internet. You're not going to be able to avoid controversy, and you know you, you can't please everyone. So and I, I don't blame people for you know not necessarily you know loving him as a player, but you know you can't deny that he was a great leader. I mean, he was the captain for 11 years, so that obviously that says something. And you know, just like I said, the way how he was intense, competitive, how he just always wanted to win. And I know people will point to you know in his playoff career and only 59 games, he only had 28 points. As oh, that guy really wanted to win. It's like, well, I mean, come on, it's a team effort, like. You know, if you look back at those, some of those wild teams, especially in the playoffs in 2007, 2008, and 2013, I mean, you know, yes, you, he, he, I get me, he could have done better than, you know, the 28 points, 59 playoff games, but, you know, he was kind of relied upon to be the guy when really that was not his role. So I don't know really if we can necessarily put that on him, on him, especially when you consider how much he cared and how much he did really put an effort into trying to win and trying to succeed as a player and most importantly with the wild as the leader. So. I've never understood the criticism of Koivu for that, but, you know, that's just always how it's going to be. And you'll always hear the the strip to see nonsense, which has always been ridiculous. So, you know, like I said, I I think he's, but he was a great player, great ambassador for the organization for, you know, 15 years, which is a long time, decade and a half. And, you know, I ultimately think that when it's all said and done after his career is done with Whenever he, however many years he plays with Columbus or in the NHL or even over in Finland, I do believe he should and will be the first wild player in history to have their number retired to the rafters at the XL Center. And, you know, that's another hot take. I know a lot of people don't agree with me on that for various reasons. And, you know, I can, again, I can see it other way that some people think you need to be an absolute elite all-star level player and have multiple Stanley Cups to have your number retired. But I, I disagree. I think the impact Koivu had is being the identity of the franchise and team for 15 years uh, warrants that kind of level of recognition. And especially when you consider with pandemic pause in the season this past year, he never got that send off at home. I think he very well will deserve that uh, special ceremony and Jersey retirement number eventually when his career is done. So again, uh, Miko, a very good player, uh, you know, known for being very intense, competitive, a great leader. Also known, I forgot, I should have mentioned this, I, I can't forget this, but, you know, his back forehand, backhand shootout move that he did almost every time it seemed like we're going on the kind of the forehand, kind of do a little turn to the side and go backhand up over the glove top shelf. It seemed to work every time, and even though the goalies would know that it's coming, they never seemed to be able to stop it, and that's just another one of the memorable kind of things about Koivu, especially when you consider this past season as a 1,000th game against the Dallas Stars. He scored the, I think I believe, the shootout winning goal with that backhand move in that game and just got mobbed by his teammates on the bench after they had clinched the win in that game. So that was a great moment. And just again, overall, you know, a, a great player, great teammate, great leader, 
And it, it was a little disappointing to see him go, even though it was probably time to go play for another team. It'll be a little weird, but wish him nothing but the best. And in my opinion, Corvu is one of the two best players in wild history as of now. So, you know, that could change two years. But again, Miko, great job, great player, great team, great leader. You know, nothing bad I can say about them, even though I know plenty of people disagree with me. I just don't know if there's anything bad you can say about the guy, really, from that, from a personal and competitive and team leader standpoint. So, again, so coming up in the next segment, we're going to be ta- I'm going to be discussing Marion Gabrick, his tenure with the Wild, which is a little bit interesting and happened a long time ago, and how why I think he could be one of the best players in Wild history. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors such as caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, and apple almond crisp, they are covered in 100% chocolate, they're soft and easy to chew, and again, while you would, you know, see these flavors like chocolate, brownie, cookies and cream, etc., you think, hey, that can't, you know, really be that good for me. It's got to be loaded with a lot of sugar. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's not. Uh, Built Bar, they're good for you. They, they, they taste like you're having a little dessert almost in a way, but at the same time, it's got a lot of energy. It has a lot of protein, and they really can give you that boost of energy and keep you full to when you're about to eat next. So again, like I said, they're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in just delicious treat. And like I said, they're low-calorie, low-sugar, with high protein and high fiber. And they really, while giving a tasty little kind of snack to eat there, they also give you a lot of nutritious value. And, you know, you're, you also can know that you're not putting something that's bad for you in your body. So, again, if you want to go, if you should go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, you should go to promo, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And we're back here on Lockdown Wild discussing who the two best players in wild history are in Miko Koivu and Marion Gabrick. Uh, the previous segment, we I discussed Koivu, and coming up in the second segment here, I will be discussing Marion Gabrick and his tenure with the wild. But first, before we do that, I just want to remind you to subscribe to the, sh- to the Lockdown Wild on whatever podcast platform you listen to. If you do that, you'll get the show each day as it comes out. And also, just to let you know that uh, later this week on Friday, I will be doing uh, a Friday of this coming week, the day after Thanksgiving, I will be doing a mailbag episode of Lockdown Wild where I will be answering any of your questions uh, that are based off of anything wild, NHL, hockey, related or anything else that you would like to ask me. So if you want to send in questions for that mailbag episode on Friday, you can send them into our Twitter, the show's Twitter account at Lockdown Wild. And you, you, or you can also send them to my personal Twitter account at ZB Wild Nation underscore HW. And another thing way you can also send in questions or suggestions for the mailbag uh, this Friday, you can also email us at LockdownWild at gmail.com. And if you send in email us any questions there, I'll be sure to answer those on the mailbag podcast show as well so again just a reminder uh this friday i'll be doing a mailback episode so be sure to send in your questions and be sure to tune in on friday for that episode so like i said previous segment we've kind of been we discussed koivu and now in this segment we're going to be discussing marion gabrick and why you know he has the case to be the best player in wild history after his career so you know it's been a long time since uh gabrick was in a wild uniform obviously uh leaving the team in 2009 in free agency to the new york rangers so you know it, it feels a little bit like ancient history in a way but in reality, even though he wasn't with the Wild for, you know, all that long in terms of, you know, comparison to guys like Koivu and all that, uh, the impact he had on the team was huge and the talent he had was huge. So, again, just like he did with Koivu, just going to run off some kind of stats and how he ranks in Wild history and certain things. So, again, Gabrick was the first draft pick in Wild history, uh, selected third overall in the 2000 draft, 
behind, I believe it was uh, Rick DiPietro, the goaltender number one, and I think it was Danny Heatley was at number two, and he was the third pick there. Which another interesting story that uh, if you listen to any of Mike Barusa's podcasts, he's told this a lot is that uh, there was a, they did at the league offices they did a coin toss uh, with a coin that had a Wild logo and a Blue Jackets logo at the top as they were the two expansion teams coming in that year and whoever won the coin toss would win the third overall pick whoever lost would win the fourth and they did one try it I think it like bounced off the table or something and it landed on Wild but they decided okay we're gonna do it again and as luck would have it it bounced on Wild again and they won the third overall pick and. You know, the rest is history. But so again, uh, Gabrick is eighth in games played in wild history with 502. He's first in goals still, which is, you know, a, you know, bit of an indication on the franchise as a whole. But he's Gabrick is still first in goals with 219. He's fifth in assists with 218. Second in points still with 437. Second in plus minus with a plus 54. And also second in power play goals with 59, first in game winning goals with 43, and first in even strength goals with 154. So, you know, like I said, the stats are all there to back it up. I mean, it is, it's a bit weird that he's still, you know, the leader in goals and second in points 11 years, almost 12 after he left the team. Uh, you know, that's maybe a bit of a, a bit of a knock against the team overall that they've never been able to develop or acquire uh, players that, you know, can actually score but you know that's that's a little bit cherry picking and i imagine there'll be some guys like Prize, suitor spurgeon who will break some of his records and move up the chart soon but anyways you know gabrick obviously a huge goal scorer with those 219 goals he's you know he was a dynamic forward probably in my opinion the most dynamic most overall skilled and exciting player in team history now like we'll talk about in the next segment uh, it's a little bit different as determined whether you think he is the best player in wild history, but I think he was overall the most talented and most exciting dynamic player in wild history. I mean, he had back when he was younger and he wasn't getting hurt. He had blazing speed, had great hands, elite offensive talent, IQ. Uh, you know, he had a great wrist shot. Like I said, he could play, run around defenders, run around the ice, score from pretty much wherever on the ice. He had, like I said, great shot, electric overall skill. You know, the thing I'm knocking Gabrick is he was never you know, a great defensive player. Uh, there was some issues with effort and back-checking that hurt coaches and in front office members at the time when he was with the Wild. So, you know, that was certainly negative. But when you got a guy like him who is just that dynamic offensively and that talented, I mean, you take the good with the bad because, you know, like like you, if you can remember any of the games he played with the Wild, like that, that's the kind of player that you down two or three goals and then all of a sudden, bang, bang, he's got you two goals and like, you know, two shifts get you back into the game and you know ever since he left in 2009 the wild have struggled to find that player who's dynamic and can can who and who can single-handedly change the outcome of her game or change the course of the game in a moment so you know obviously they've missed that kind of player and like i said just overall extremely dynamic player you know i think for sure the best goal scorer in wild history sure the best overall offensive talent in wild history and it's unfortunate how it ended between gabrick and the wild back in 2009 because Obviously, uh, the, the reports go and all the story go is that the Wild the year before had offered him, I believe it was a 10-year, $80 million contract. I can't remember the exact AV, but I do know I think it was 10 years with $80 million over the 10 years. That would have, I believe, taken him up through this past season with the Wild, if I remember right. So, Or maybe the season before, but it would have expired not long ago. And, you know, it was a big contract, a huge contract time. Uh, unfortunately, he at the time kind of turned it down. I can't remember exactly why. I think it was because he maybe thought that he could make more in the open market or if he wasn't really sure that he did want to, you know, stay in Minnesota with the team. After all, with, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a, I don't know if I would call it a feud with some of the coaches, teammates, but, you know, I think some on the team were getting kind of, you know, from what I could 
what I've researched I've done, they were getting tired of his, you know, lack of defensive play at times. And just there was maybe not as much of a fit there with him and, you know, former Wilds coach Jacques Lemaire. So he turned down that contract, uh, then proceeded. He had a great few games to start that season uh, in 2008, 2009, I believe. Uh, he was unfortunately hurt with one of his first of several major injuries, uh, missed most season with surgery that, you know, according to reports by the Athletics, Michael Russo, that he uh, kind of knew at the time then that, uh, you know, he never notified the Wild that he was having surgery on. I can't remember what he had surgery on, but he didn't tell the team, which, you know, obviously would irk the team because with, um, with a UFA on an expiring contract, if, you know, they knew he wasn't going to resign. The Wild would have traded him and gotten good value in return from him if they knew they couldn't resign him as a free agent. But with Gabbert having surgery, obviously no one's going to give up big assets for a guy that just had a major surgery and had a major injury not that long ago. And you know, even I think that kind of sealed the deal with on Gabbert coming back to the Wild was you know he came back at the end of the year uh, that's that 2009 season and you know lit it up the last few games, finishing with 13 goals and 23 points in 17 games you know, in a way to almost kind of, from what I've been able to tell, you know, just to kind of raise his stock as a free agent. So, you know, unfortunately, I think that that last few months and that whole debacle kind of closed the door on Gabriel Curran to the wild as a free agent in 2009. And, you know, obviously, as everyone knows, uh, now that he signed a three-year or four or five-year contract with the Rangers that year in free agency, and his, I think, seven-season tenure with the Wild was officially done after 502 games and 219 goals. So, again, I think Gabrick was, you know, purely the most talented and offensively skilled, gifted player in Wild history. You know, there's, I don't know if I would necessarily say he's the best all-around player in Wild history because of, you know, the defensive and two-way issues at times. But there's no denying his speed and skating ability. There's no denying his shot and killer instinct to score at any moment of the game, the ability to change the change of the, how the game is going, how the momentum is at any second. And obviously he is almost assuredly the most overall offensively talented player in wild history. So again, another, a very good player. Uh, you know, it's, it's too bad again, like I said, that he did not sign the contract extension, finish career with the wild because he would have probably hit 400 goals. And, you know, even as a career on the whole, I mean, if he never had gotten hurt, this is a guy who probably, I mean, he ended up in the 400s. I mean, if he didn't get hurt so much, this guy who probably ends up with five, 600 goals. And, you know, who knows if he was healthy and kept producing, he might've been central hall of fame candidate later on his career. So, you know, a lot of what ifs for Gabrick's career with the wild and just in general, so, but it, it was unfortunate to see him go, but you know, that's just how it went. So uh, again, coming up on uh, the next time with Unlocked and Wild, I'm going to be giving my thoughts on between Koivu and Gabrick, who I believe is the best player in Wild history overall. We're back here on Lockdown Wild discussing who the best player in Wild history is, whether that's uh, Miko Koivu, the former captain, or Marion Gavrik, the former Wild sniper. In the previous two segments, I discussed each player, but uh, before I get into who I overall think is the best player in Wild history, I just want to remind you to subscribe to Lockdown Wild wherever you get your podcasts. If you hit that subscribe button, you'll get the new show as it comes out each day, so be sure to do that. And also, just a reminder that I will be doing a mailbag episode on Friday of this upcoming week, the day after Thanksgiving. So be sure to send in your questions to my pers- my personal account, Locked on Wild Twitter account, or in a Gmail, and I will be sure to answer all of them on Friday's mailbag episode. So overall, you know, like I kind of discussed in the previous segment, I gave my thoughts on each of these players and, you know, why I gave them, made the case for them each to be the best player in Wild history. And, you know, getting into who I think is the best player in Wild history, I mean, this is tough again, because you got to you got to consider what you're, how you're basing this off of. Do you consider pure offensive talent and pure numbers? And, you know, 
how they produced over their time. Because if you went that by pure offense and pure numbers in that way, I think you would probably be a slam dunk to be Gabriel's best player in wild history. But, you know, I think when you consider from overall talent level and, you know, even just, you know, leadership ability, two-way play, all-around game, you know, that makes it a bit interesting. And this is a very tough question for me because, you know, I go back and forth. You want to say Koivu because he stuck around, he was loyal, he was a great captain, great the community, great the team. And, you know, even though he was never a dynamic offensive, you know, forward, he still did produce over 200 goals and over 700 points in the thousand games he played. So, you know, you can't, he was, certainly wasn't a slouch on the offensive side either. But then again, he did not, Koivu did not nearly have the same offensive skills like Gabber Academy. He didn't have the dynamic skating. He didn't have the dynamic shot in that, or, or the game-breaking ability. So it's tough. But overall, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Miko Koivu as the best player in Wild history. Simply, you know, while this might be a little bit unfair because of the longevity and the loyalty and just the overall two-way game and overall play that he had in his game. Because, I mean, like I said in the previous segment, uh, Miko was always a two-way player, very strong defensively, uh, great leader, uh, very intense, competitive did not want to lose, never took a shift off, you know, even I think a great example is this last year when Kevin Fiala was in a bit of his, you know, slump or cold strike at the beginning of the 2019-2020 season for the Wild. Uh, there was a story, I didn't personally see it on the TV, but uh, everyone has talked about it, is that, you know, I think he, Fiala had a bad shift, but a turnover or whatever, and, uh, you know, you could see over there that Koivu on the bench was tearing into him, like giving it to him, like saying, hey, you need to get your stuff together, you need to do this, you need to do that, if you want to improve, if you want to, you know, stick and be a great player in this league, then I think that's just the, kind of the key to Koivu's career as the Wild is, he's intense, he's a great leader, he's not afraid to call you out in your BS, but at the same time, it's not like in a criticism like tear you down kind of way either it was a hey i i you know i've been in this league for a long time i know what i'm doing you need to you need to commit yourself to both sides of the puck and both sides of the game offensively defensively if you truly do want to be great there so again while koivu is maybe not the most single most talented player in wild history i think the leadership abilities the competitiveness and overall the number of games played and you know even points he put up kind of edges hit over him over gabbert for me by just a tiny bit Although that is different, that could be close again because Gabrick does have the, the you know the points per game numbers, the goals, the dynamic play, the power play goals, all that to back it up. So you you know I could see the argument either way, but I personally think that Mika Koivu is the best player in Wild history, and even though it's close, I still go that way. And like I said, hopefully uh, once his playing career is done with in the NHL or even in Finland, when you when we're allowed to have people back in NHL games and it's safe to do so that. They bring him back to Minnesota to have his number retired, be the number nine, be the first number in wild history to be retired. Because you know, not only do I think, like I said, that he deserves to be the first wild player to have his number retired in the team's history. I think, you know, especially that he never got that send off at home, like a lot of guys do at the end of their careers, you know, that kind of final goodbye to the fans, the team, to the city, whatever. I think he really does deserve that. And I think when they can, when they have the ability to, after a few years, I certainly think and believe that he will and should be the first wild player in history to have his number retired. So again, I, my determination is that uh, Miku Koivu is the best player in Wild history, but I will be putting a poll on the Lockdown Wild Twitter account asking you, the listeners, who you think is the best Wild player in history, so be sure to vote on that poll and uh, give me your thoughts on who you think is the best player in Wild history. So before we go, I just want to remind you that coming up on Friday of this week, I will be doing a mailbag episode, so be sure to send in your questions through my Twitter account, the Lockdown Wild Twitter account, or Gmail. I'll be happy to answer them all, happy to hear from you, and we'll answer uh 
as many or all of the questions that you send in on that mailbag episode. And also another reminder is that uh, I haven't decided what topic yet this week, but on Wednesday's episode, I believe will be a uh, wild flashback episode looking back at a significant moment in wild history. So looking forward to that. Uh, be sure to tune into then. And also, again, you can connect with me on Twitter at ZBWildNation underscore HW for my personal account. You can connect with the show on Twitter at LockedOnWild. And you can also email the show on and uh, you can also email the show at lockedonwild.gmail.com. So again, be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Wild as soon as it's available each day. So now that we're done with the show today, be sure to go on and check out any of the other Locked on Minnesota podcasts, such as Locked on Vikings, Locked on Timberwolves, or Locked on Gophers. A lot of great content uh, coming now on the NBA draft, start of the NBA season, uh, go for football and go for hockey, as well as uh, the Viking season as they are currently in the midst of it and maybe even getting back to playoff chase. So again, be sure to check out any of the other Locked On Minnesota podcasts or even other Locked On Net Podcast Network shows. A lot of great sports content coming out of every single show on the network. So be sure to do that. And again, this, this has been Locked On Wild. I'm your host, Zeke Boyat. Have a great day, and I will see you on Wednesday.